0: welcome back to another flower ed podcast there is construction going on just outside my window (laughs) not my construction just next door so fingers crossed um you guys can't hear too much of what's going on i'll do my best to kind of stop and start as they stop and start but today i wanted to do A. &A. there's these are questions from instagram so if you're not already over there come and join the fun i Post a lot. I share a lot. We chat a lot. I love it. So let's jump straight into question number one. What does bump out mean when you are referring to quoting labor? So bump out is just another word known as pack down. I think some people in America call it strike. Correct me if I'm wrong. Sorry in advance. Um, but basically, it just means coming back after the wedding and removing everything. So Whatever it may be, packing down the ceremony, removing all of the table arrangements. It just means packing down, basically. Do you directly ask brides what their budget is if they haven't shared it in the initial inquiry? Here's a handy hint. Make them share it with you in the initial inquiry. So set up a system. I'm so crazy, like pumped to talk about systems because, yeah, it sounds boring, but it is the most important thing in your business to have systems set up so on your website if you've got an inquiry form there should be a way to make it so that it is required to answer some questions so just pop a few different budget examples and just ask them what their budget is i found that if i just leave a blank box and it's not required they're probably not going to fill it out. I also find that if you do leave a blank box rather than a drop-down menu, they're a little bit lost because say you have to inquire for a catering company as a bride. I myself would not have a clue how much catering costs and it would kind of freak me out a little bit if they just said, what's your budget? It's required, but they just leave a blank box. I'm like, I don't know, is it like... Couple hundred, couple grand, is it like I have to sell my house? How much does it cost? Give me a range. So I find that a drop down menu is so much better. Next question What is the difference between a quote and a proposal? So the quote is pretty much we're just talking about the pricing and the items. It doesn't need to be anything fancy and crazy. It's just like, let's get to the point. A proposal is more like, Let's talk about mood boards. Let's talk about the like specific design things. And it can also be seen as sort of like a pitch. So that's sort of the difference. We do things a little bit differently in my business. So we quote straight away and then we do the, and I say quote unquote proposal. It's just like a mood board. We do that around eight weeks before the wedding once they're booked and paid and all the rest of it. If you wanna learn more about quoting and proposals and consultations, I do teach this in my one-to-one session. So if you wanna jump on a Zoom call, we totally can. We can chat through what I do and you can implement that for your business as well. Next question, how much percentage of a deposit to book in? So we do 20%, we used to do 10%. You Most people do between 10 to 30% depending on what you want to do and how you want to structure your business I am in Australia I'm not sure if that's different elsewhere I found that 10% was quite good because people were kind of keen to book because it didn't seem like that much especially because I had lower budgets to start with anyway so it was like 10% of like a three grand wedding but now we do 20% just to cover the costs it is non-refundable and we do a lot of work leading up to the wedding If they're to then cancel on a big budget that also means that we can't have a job for that specific date then that sort of just covers all of that but you do whatever you want for your business next question how do you charge for labor per hour or set amount for say a small medium or large wedding so everyone will do this a little bit differently once again it's totally up to you however you want to do it we me personally I structure my business so that I quote it pretty much per hour I don't give them like the amount of hours it's going to be or take Um, I just give them the price but I pretty much just work out how many hours it's going to take from you know doing all the quoting and all the rest of it going to the markets prepping it all being on site everything from travel freelancers bumping out Everything like that. But some people will do it yeah, per package or per small, medium, large wedding. Totally up to you. How to deal with not getting any feedback slash never knowing if they liked the flowers or not. This is so so common. I have a few things I could say about this. Number one is no news is good news. Majority of people will only give a review either, you know, to complain or if they are happy, they might leave a review, but majority of people kind of suck at leaving reviews. I know that I do, I totally suck at leaving reviews. I definitely need to leave more, but a lot of the time, no news is good news. It's always like a bonus if you do get a review and it's really nice to to hear that. I guess it's a way of just thinking, How much more can I wow my ideal client and serve them so well that it makes them want to leave a review? You know, when you experience a business, whether it's like a restaurant or a salesperson, whatever it may be, and it is such a good experience that it makes you just want to write a review. You're like, oh my god. I need to write a review because my experience was like out of control with this person or this business or this brand. That's just another way to look at it is how much better can I serve these people so that it makes them want to rave about my service because that's the goal in the end. The other thing is you can always ask for feedback and ask for a review, whether that be through a form that you send a message, an email email. I always find that you need to leave it a few weeks because if you do it too soon, they've just had their wedding. Like it's a massive day. It's a lot to organize and all the rest of it. So give them a, you know, a good couple of weeks. And it's also a nice time to ask for photos as well. So we generally send an email just saying, thank you so much for you know working with us. We'd love to see any photos and share them if you wish. And here's the link. If you'd love to leave any kind words if you loved your time with us whatever it may be so that's always an option as well what day to start designing without a cooler for a saturday wedding this one's tricky because i don't know the exact environment you could be in like a 40 degree place or the snow <laughs> um i do have a cooler so i'm a little bit different but Anywhere from Wednesday to Friday is pretty good. We generally have our big market days, Monday, Wednesday, Friday here in Sydney. Not here in Sydney. I'm not in Sydney, but at my markets. So I would used to go either the Wednesday or the Friday. If you've got no cooler and it's a hot weekend, if it's a hot few days, try and go on the Friday. The tricky thing is Thursday would actually be the best day because then you've got time for your roses to open because... A lot of the time we can't flex the roses if they're too tight or cold, but Thursday doesn't have all of the wholesalers there. So if you're like me and you're, you go to the Sydney flower markets or somewhere where it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I would say Friday if you can, Wednesday depending on the weather. What do you do with flowers after the end of the event? I'm not sure what other people do, but we encourage all of our brides to take as many flowers as they want. If not, then we bring them all back. We give them to friends and family. After that, we chuck them in our green waste. And if the green waste is too full or we've got a huge wedding, then we take it to the tip, which then goes in the green waste. Next question. I've sent a contract and now she has ghosted me. What do I do? So if you have sent a contract, if they've said yes, then I would send a follow-up twice. Obviously, leave it a few weeks and then a few, uh, you know, a week, maybe two between each follow-up. Then if they don't reply, you just leave the ball in their court. I do the same thing if I send the questionnaire and they don't return it or I send a quote and they ghost me then. I, like, I might send one follow-up, don't generally send two because... I'm at a point now in the business where I only want to work with people who are really keen to work with us. I don't want anyone and everyone. I want people that are like, I really want to book you. Oh my gosh, my date is free. Please, how do I book? Here is the deposit. Here's the contract. Bish, bosh, bash. Next question. Some input on working with photographers, wedding planners and coordinators. Sure thing. So photographers... We have a bunch of amazing photographers down here in the Highlands and what I generally do with all of these people is try and build a connection on Instagram. So I love their work genuinely, so I'm always commenting and liking or cheering them on from the sidelines and it's a really nice way to sort of build that connection so that on the wedding days you can be like, oh hey... It's not as awkward and it means that they're also more likely to send you photos um, and tag you in things. So building that connection is really, really important in terms of wedding planners and coordinators. We only work with pretty much one other court or let's say two other sorry uh, wedding planners slash coordinators because it can be really, really tricky with them. I Treat them the same as any other client. So I don't jump through their hoops and I am not the puppet to them. I set my system up. I go, not a problem. Thanks for the inquiry. Here's the questionnaire. Then they fill out my questionnaire. Then I send a quote to them. Then they want to pay the deposit and everything. Like I send them through my exact same system because If you just allow them to take the reins, it means that you are not in the driver's seat and you're not designing flowers. You're just a robot in a factory. And I have experienced that and it's just the worst. So a lot of the time they'll send you a big long list of, you know, all the things that they want and then they'll send you a massive mood board and all the rest of it. And I used to just sort of like try and fit into that especially with the budget, like they would say, oh, my client only wants to spend this, but they want like, you know, A to Z of these items. And I used to just try and squish everything in and make it work. And it just wasn't things that I wanted to create. For example, they would come to me saying, we want a spray of gum on the corner of this sign that's going to the left of the arbor. Then we want one sprig of this and one stem of this to go up here and it must be cream and baby blue and I was, it, ugh, I was like, what? Like I am the flower designer. You are the coordinator. So they are basically acting as the middleman. They are the ones that are helping the client find vendors. You are the floral designer. You need to make them jump through your hoops. Not that they're hoops but you need to fit them into your system because otherwise it it's just not worth it in my experience you know obviously there's going to be all different beautiful coordinators and planners around the globe so that's just some of my experience with a few terrible ones around here but the few that are really amazing that come down from Sydney and South Coast we do work closely with them they're awesome they just make life so much easier and they fully respect that I'm the floral designer and they are just doing their job as well next question I hear you say we offer this we do this Is it just preference to say we instead of I? Or do you have employees slash referring to freelancers? Just curious. I do this for a few reasons. So number one, it is generally me and the freelancers or tom that are creating these things it's generally not just me and so yeah i say we the second thing is it's so much easier for me to put my business hat on and say we in terms of when it comes to tricky situations if it's to do with pricing or navigating or trying to win a sale whatever it may be it's so much easier for me to say we require our clients to do this we do this we do that it is much easier for me to put my business hat on because otherwise if I'm saying I don't allow this I require this I say that we have to do this it puts it all on me as like Lily as a person not as the business so I'm trying to separate the two and be like we, as in me and the business, this is what the business does rather than I. The other reason I say we instead of I is because I'm building this business to be, to have a big team. And it means that, yes, I am at this sort of starting point, but I'm building this up to be a, like a, a company, a, a full blown business with a massive team. So, in saying that, it's not like the CEO of Apple if they were to put out a piece of content they're not going to say I do this and I do that it's going to be we because I'm building this brand and this company this big business that's going to have a full team so in that sense it's just so much easier saying we hopefully that makes sense next question how to show up confident at the markets so much intimidation I know it can be so so intimidating walking into the flower markets and I don't know why because everyone is in their own little bubble worrying about themselves so If you're focusing on the competition, you're kind of focusing on the wrong thing. Just focus on your ideal clients, focus on the task at hand, because like I said, everyone's doing their own thing, worrying about their own clients and flowers. Not a single person is looking at you or caring about what you're doing. So just stay in your own lane, rock up confident. And the more you do it, the less you'll care. So it's kind of an experience thing. But yeah, the more you do it, you won't worry about it as much. But that brings us to the end of this little Q&A. If you did enjoy me answering some questions from the polls on Instagram definitely let me know and I'll keep doing them because I think this is a bit of an easier way to get the answers out as well because there's only so much I can write on a single page on Instagram so yeah if you loved it let me know if you're not already go and follow flower.ed double underscore over on Instagram and yeah I can't wait to see you over there